Welcome to the place where chats, Jesus, and good shenanigans collide. It's the Restorative Reconciled Podcast, and I'm your host, Selena C.C. Alfred. Happy, happy summertime. What is going on? I hope that all is well, and I pray that you've had a good month. I pray that July really has done everything that you wanted it to do and then some. So today I want to do what we talk about on social media. We call it um, a blank, whatever that month is, photo dump. And in that, you know, you can see all the shenanigans and all the things that people uh, did over the course of the month. And this episode really won't be too much different from that, but I definitely want to share uh, something near and dear to my heart, and that is kindness. Kindness is an attribute that is truly near and dear to my heart. If you look at my Instagram, if you look at the Restorative Reconciled Instagram or Facebook pages, you will definitely see a pinned post that I love. And it says, kindness, actually no, it's my regular page. So I'm CC Alua Tumishi. And it says, kindness is to niceness as joy is happiness. Choose to be kind and choose joy. So, honestly, kindness is like an elevated level of niceness. Like, everybody needs to be nice to people, right? It's kind of how things are made a little smoother throughout the day. But when you're kind, you really are going above and beyond the call of duty, so to speak. And you're conveying to people a level of care that niceness just does not get. You know, it's nice to be nice. Um, I think one of my former pastors used to sing, it's so nice to be nice. It's really nice just to live right. It's so nice to let somebody know that you're nice. And that's great. But it really is so nice to be kind. It is nice to truly. Kindness is like Joy's cousin. And they hold hands. They play well together. It's a good time. So I learned a lot about kindness back when... I had my accident in 2019, and we're literally coming up on the fourth uh, anniversary of it, but as was prophesied to be by my death day buddy, my god sister, uh, Momo, on our first conversation that, and when we uh, realized that our birthdays were so close together, my accident actually took place on her birthday. She said the Lord told her to make sure I understood that 
2019 was the only time that I would mourn that day. And true to God's word, he, he did not lie. Since then, I have never mourned August 3rd again. And so, just for those of you who might be new to the podcast, uh, I have a tattoo that is covering the scars of an accident that happened back in 2019 on August 3rd. Uh, that accident was, long story short, an unmanned runaway golf cart. Um, myself and one other person was injured. Um, I was struck and dragged. I was the bumper. And it was wild. Um, my left side, the entire left side of my body was affected. But the brunt of the injury took place on the open skin that was rubbing on the putting grass green um, at a local golf course. Now, uh, oddly enough, (laughs) uh, I literally live now, for the last two years, I've lived about 10 minutes away from it. And there are days where that's easier to drive by than others. But it is a consistent reminder to me of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And I literally watched the Lord. He like gave me a front seat, front row seat to watching my body. He showed me exactly how the body heals itself. I saw what the body does with this specific type of burn. Um, I had what is called a friction burn, I think on the second slash third degree. And as they say, man, we went to the white meat. <laughs> it was bad. But, and I have pictures, and uh, yeah, they are, they are not for public consumption. But to watch that process, and I took pictures the whole way through, I was in awe of what God did. Um, and I had to sleep on the right side of my body for 23 days straight. I could not sleep on the left side. And, you know, my hair and all these things, all the things that I love to do, and I, up to that point, I kind of taken for granted. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Um, being able to sit and get your hair done for long periods of time, that does not happen. I really thank God for, uh, I actually took a road trip. I took my first eight hour one way road trip uh, back in June for graduation. And prior to that, the, the most I could do where I sat without uh, much like tolerance or stopping, anything like that was four hours. And that was on our trips that we would take to Tennessee. So taking this drive, that eight hour drive this summer really was just something to celebrate. And I'm thankful because it just showed me that God truly is faithful, that he is working on healing and keeping my body 
at a place where I don't feel like I'm 10 to 15 years older than I am. And because that's a, that means a lot, you know, when you're a person who is normally active and you like to travel, you like to do all kinds of different things, when your body is affected in that way because of certain types of injuries, yeah, you it takes a level of trusting God and really trusting Him for healing and for supernatural repair of your body. And so I came to, on the day of the accident, when they got the cart off me, when all of that was resolved and they were just trying to figure out what injuries I had and what was going on with me, I will never forget the feeling of the sun beaming down on me. It was, of course, August heat in Cincinnati is brutal. It's either humid or the heat index is triple digits. That day, the weather was pretty good, but that sun was doing its job. And it was bright, clear skies, no issues, no clouds in sight. And I remember saying, oh, the sun, it feels really hot on me right now. And I think it was because of all the surges of adrenaline and all those things that my body was going through because of the trauma. And I'll never forget that it seemed like my left arm was literally on fire. And I was like, somebody, please, um, can I get a wet towel or something to cover my arm? And so my mentor, uh, Miss Pat, was like, listen, everybody stand around Cece and be a shade to her. And so... I remember these men and women, um, the women in particular, they, I had talked to some of these women in bits and pieces over the last year where we've talked in conference calls or at networking events and just really bonded uh, with these women. And it was such a moment to experienced them surrounding me in prayer and some of them even laid hands on me and just began to pray and it was such a relief when they began to stand so close to me that they created a shape and I said I was sitting back the other day and I was thinking about I was just kind of in retrospect and I was thinking about these things And I said, Lord, can you imagine what would have happened had I not been kind to these people? Had I not ever, you know, went above and beyond and asked them how they were doing? Had I never, like when I got on conference calls, if I just came crashing in, especially if I was late, like, what up? I'm here. CC in the house. You know, if I would have been brash and rude and rough and mishandled these people, Like, what in the world would I have encountered? Like, what behaviors would I have encountered? What treatment would I have encountered from them at a point of, like, my most vulnerable state? Like, what would they have done? Would I have received 
that level of compassion or would I receive the level of kindness that I've put out extended to me? And I was just like, the Lord just said, you know, your kindness created a shape for you. Like, you were able to receive covering because you literally walked and practiced kindness with them. And I said, okay, Lord. So, it reminded me, because I even tell people, at that point, spiritually, I was really kind of, I was up and down. I felt like I was just treading water. And so I was determined though to still show love and still be nice, be kind, even in moments where, yeah, I had to pull on all the stuff I've ever been taught just to be treading the water I was treading going into that particular part of my life. And so, one of the reasons that I made a decision to lead with kindness is a familiar scripture. Uh, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 26. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. So, these are the ifs that was with us. But I got you. Uh, so, Proverbs 31, 26 says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. So, if you go above and below this scripture, which Watney taught us to do, we are talking about in chapter 31, the virtuous woman. One of the things that makes her virtuous is absolutely verse 26 where in her tongue not on it, not under it, not around it, but in her tongue is a law of kindness and in the footnotes, because here at Resort and Reconcile, we love a good footnote it says this attribute for verse 26 the footnote says this attribute of kindness in a woman is valued far above physical charm in God's sight. Peter describes real beauty as a product of the heart and not the combination of a certain of certain physical features. So to 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 keep studying, we're going to cross-reference this with 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 1 through 5. So we're going to the New Testament. But isn't that amazing how God doesn't look. This confirms uh, the scripture that says that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at your heart. And the Bible also tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, right? Right. So, of course, it would be very imperative that the virtuous woman would have the law of kindness in her tongue. She would, in her mouth, carry kindness. So, and that's what would make a person beautiful. Don't we always say um, in culture that the most beautiful woman can be deemed ugly if she opens her mouth and nasty things come out? Or if she's always making really nasty faces or cutting her eyes? 
any type of negative or derogatory behavior or conversation can literally make the most beautiful person ugly in appearance. So let's go ahead and confirm what's being said in Proverbs in First Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And we're still in King James. So we're going to read this all the way through. Verses 1 through 5 says, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Uh, And it says, While they behold your chaste conversation, coupled with fear, So what that really means is that so far we're talking about women, wives, as it relates to submitting or being subjected to their husbands, um, being subjection to them, that if they, if the husband does not obey the word, he is not saved, he may very well be won to Christ by the conversation of the wives. Um, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. And that fear is not like scared, oh my goodness, don't beat me fear, don't hurt me fear. That is awe or reverence. So this is um, a chaste conversation or a righteous or a clean conversation coupled with awe and reverence and this is for God um, who verse 3 who's adorning let it not be that outward adorning or plating of the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible excuse me even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price So, just like the footnote said, God actually looks at the heart. If you are kind, if you are gentle, if you're meek, um, not necessarily quiet, but even if you speak, you're still speaking with love. You're still speaking with gentleness. You're still speaking with kindness. You're still speaking uh, with humility. Those things, that is what the Lord wants to see you adorned with. Because to him, when you plant your hair, you put your hair in beautiful hairstyles. Because we women, that's what we do. I mean, we will go get that hair done. We will get these locks put in an updo or these gorgeous lock petals. Cannot wait till my hair gets long enough for that. Um, or we will put um, flowers or gold or silver cords um, or beads in her hair or um, color. Even doing like signature areas of our hair to just bring about like an accent. Any type of adornment we may do to the outer, God is wanting that same level of work done to the inner man. So that is what the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, um, long-suffering, meekness, kindness, temperance, um, forgiveness, all these things. Again, the Bible says against such there is no law. 
So we need to adorn ourselves the same way we want to dress up the outside and make the outside look good. The Lord wants the inside. He wants our hearts to be just as adorned because in his eyes, to him, uh, the kindness, the gentleness, the meekness, the love, the joy, all those things are just like putting gold, silver, diamonds, rubies on your heart. Verse 5, for after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. So we have these amazing attributes that the Lord would love to see in our heart. And if our heart is postured right, it's easy to put that adornment on our heart, right? So looking into this, I came to learn that kindness does so much for us. Kindness builds up our character. It leads you to joy and other builders of your faith. And we still back here with Peter. So let's just keep it moving and go to the second Peter uh, chapter one verses five through nine. And so in the section that I'm in, it really does talk about uh, being fruitful in uh, the knowledge of Christ. And so we're going to do a quick jump and I'm going to actually use New King James for this. And in those, in verses three and four, Paul is talking to Peter about greeting the faithful and making sure that we, that it's understood that his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness uh, through his virtue. And then we have these amazing promises that if we're living right, if we're obedient, if we're following the Lord, we're going to be able to be partakers of those divine nature, of the divine nature of God and escape the corruption of the world, right? So, when we talk about kindness and what that does, it literally uh, is a part of the building blocks of our faith. So in 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 9, it says, and I'm reading from New King James, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. So we want to make sure that if we are practicing kindness, it becomes a part of the building blocks of our faith. It allows us to tap into virtue. It allows us to tap into um, having knowledge. 
and then patience and temperance and godliness and love. So these things keep us with right sight because verse 9 says, if you don't, if you don't practice this, if you don't walk in the virtues of the Lord, you're going to find yourself short-sighted and maybe even blind because you will be like someone who forgot the old sins, that you forgot what God really saved you from. And so we don't ever want to not be able to see afar off. To all, We want to always be able to see all the good things that God has done for us, the way he's blessed us, and to look back and see where he's brought us from. We can't get so caught up in the holiness and the righteousness that we walk in now with the Lord that we forget that we used to be out here having hot girl summers, having these hot guy summers, having way too many people in our business where we used to be a little messy and run around here and gossip a lot. We just could not stay out of other folk business. We was too busy in other folk business and was never in our own. These are the things that you can easily forget that the Lord delivered you from and saved you from. And it sets you up to be short-sighted. So we want to always make sure that we're kind and we lead with kindness so that we are ever remembering of the goodness of God and what he's brought us from and where he's taking us to. Amen. I really believe that kindness is attractive. In my present job, uh, I love being kind at work. It's a stressful job because, I mean, when you're dealing with medications and people's uh, health, that is a that's a pressure cooker begging to whistle, okay? And so one thing that I've learned is if I'm leading with kindness, people are going to be attracted to it. And being attracted to kindness is inevitable. Now, depending on who the person is that is drawn, you may have to put a few boundaries up. That way everybody knows that this is kindness um, because I'm being kind. And this is phileo, love. This is not eros, you know, this is not I'm trying to shoot a shot that you can reciprocate. My husband likes his wife, loves his wife. He will fight for his wife. Amen, amen. And so <laughs> we we have to, kindness is attractive. It will draw people who are not normally kind, you know, in general. You will find that there are people who have been, that are hard on the outside. They really are soft. They really are moldable and shapeable on the inside. So we have to be prepared for them to come, as well as the people who are just oh, you're just so wonderful, and I think you're great. Yeah, we have to be prepared to receive all. And kindness done with Christ as your lead, leading that way, it's going to require you to bring your 
heart into it. And it's going to require you asking Holy Spirit to lead you into how to show that kindness to those people. But one thing that I've come to know to be true, the Lord will show you what it's going to take in conversation and action and thought in order to display that kindness to other people and slowly but surely win somebody to Christ. Because that's the ultimate goal, right? We want to make sure those of us who are saved and professing Christ, we should still be winning people through our conversation because that's what First Peter reminds us that if the wives have to have the potential to win over the unbelieving husband with chaste uh, conversation and walking in kindness, how much more would we be able to do that for someone who is not related to us? It's the same thing. Um, we are able to literally win them by our chase conversation and our awe and respect and our holy fear of the Lord. So when you are choosing kindness, when you are choosing that route, you know, if you want to make that change today, begin to pray and ask the Lord what you need to do in order to lead with kindness. How do I lead with kindness and love? How do I show people that you are a kind God, that you aren't judgy. You're not just a God of judgment, that you're not a God of punishment. You're not a punitive God, but you are our father and fathers are kind. They're good to their children. These are the things you can choose to show them. So uh, the last point that I wanted to bring up And this goes back to 2019, but that I, and even since then, I've come to know leading with kindness in the world and showing people the kindness of God, it really has been a shade and a shelter. So there are times where I have been kind to people. I have uh, really just been nice not to get anything, not to gain anything, but just because the Lord said, I want you to extend this to that person. There are times where that has been reciprocated back to me. I have been in hospital rooms with people, found out that everybody in the room is a believer, and we have had just complete these people, as I have, you know, just said, hey, I, I, I hope that everything works out, giving them a word of encouragement. These people have completely covered me in prayer. You know, I've received and as I was being kind and, you know, praying for them, I'm going through a storm myself. And the Lord allowed those people to just cover me, not knowing the full extent of what I was going through. So when you are, when you are extending Jesus to others in whatever form that you do it, whether it's through word, thought, or deed, it's going to be reciprocated. When 
because there's going to come a point where you will have a need and the Lord will send people to fulfill that need. So make sure that you're doing it first for the right reasons. And then as you do it, it's not going to be perfect all the time. You're not going to necessarily dot every I and cross every T. But as you begin to give over your actions and your motives to the Lord, he's going to just show you how to walk that out every day and how kindness will look at your job, in your home, at school, at church, in the grocery store, at the gas station. He will lead God and direct you into all of that. Amen. So let's say um, we're here today and you know the Lord. My prayer is that all the things that have led you to this point and you're listening to this episode, you say, I want to try to lead with kindness. I want to try to just be kinder to people. I don't, it's not enough just to be nice. I want to have joy and I really want to be kind to people. Ask the Lord to begin to soften your heart and to, and I pray even right now in Jesus name that the Lord softens your heart and that you begin to gain an appreciation and an understanding for who God is and how he is kind and in the ways that he is kind and that you can adapt and you can acquire those same attributes as well when you are washing your mind and your heart with the word and uh, keeping your heart clean and clear with the word and prayer and just communing with the father and keeping yourself in a right place. The Lord is going to bring about changes in your life that you're going to see and you're going to know it's him. And not only will you see those changes, those around you will experience them as well. Amen. If this is uh, your first time listening to this podcast or it's your fifth or it's your 15th time and you are saying, you know what? I want to be saved. I want what you have, CC. I want to be able to lead and love people and walk out kindness in the world. Well, let's pray because um, kindness is like joy. Joy is something that the world didn't give you and the world cannot take it away either. Joy, the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so this is a gift that comes from the Lord. It is a fruit of the spirit. It is um, such a wonderful act of love that the Lord would give us joy so that even when happiness may shift or be fleeting, we are always steady on the bedrock, the foundation of joy so that we can still have a right outlook at the world and still be willing to say, I'm still going to get up and go out here and live because that right there is somebody's somebody needs to see you yet live and yet get up and yet function and yet thrive in the world so that they can choose to do the same thing so they can choose life and they can choose to live and have just a great great 
journey in this life. Amen. So let's pray. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. And Lord, I don't want to sin anymore. I believe. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you lived, that you ministered in the earth and you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose on the third day with all power in your hands so that I could live again. You are the son of God. And I want to be a son. I want to be a son or a daughter of God, too. And I want to be joint heirs with you. And I thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sins, for cleansing me and making me right. And I repent and I declare today that I am saved. And Lord, I thank you. And I want to receive your gift of the Holy Spirit, your free gift of salvation and your free gift of the Holy Spirit so that I can live and walk out this journey with you of faith and love and hope successfully until my dying day. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to say congratulations and welcome to the family. Listen, jump on my Instagram page. Um, Instagram is restored and reconciled. And also, uh, feel free to jump over to Facebook at Restored and Reconciled and jump, send me a message and let me know that you have received Christ and I can get you resources and point you in the right direction depending on where you live. We'll work on getting you connected to a ministry that will help you grow and cultivate your new relationship with the Lord. Get you a good Bible that you can physically put your hands on and where you can read it and you can just see the promises and the beautiful history that you are now connected to because of your decision to have God in your life. So I love y'all. Have an amazing, amazing rest of the summer. We got one more month to go and that's a special month. So we're going to kick that off a little different. I hope you're ready for it. I love you. Be blessed. Choose to live kindly. Choose kindness. Choose joy. And always choose to live a restored and reconciled life.